One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hello, I'm Gary Mansfield. And welcome to the Mizog Art Podcast, where each week I'll be speaking to an artist. Now let's begin by banging these bongos. Yeah, right. Crazy. Hello and welcome to episode number 46 of the Mizog Art Podcast. Today I'm speaking to Susan Bunn and he's the last of the three artists I've spoken to that are part of the five artist team that feature in this year's A River Runs Through It which is showing from the 4th to the 8th of September at Gallery Oxo which is at the base of the Oxo Tower. All the work featured shows how London has inspired each artist. Alongside Susan Bunn is Michael Warner, Love Jordan, Emma Reynolds and Nessie Ram. Susan is showing her views of London and she shows that she really does have a quite unique ability of being able to bring out a sense of tranquility to her views of London and anything that can slow down the pace of a city like London has got to be a good thing, right? I'm in the studio with Susan Bunn. Hi Susan. Hello. Um, Susan Bunn is also in the River Runs Through It exhibition with Love Jordan and Michael Warner. Yeah. If just tell us a little something about the show. All right. Um, it's been we've been running for four years, and this is my second year joining the group. Yeah. Um, and it's all about London, really, and we're all very different. I mean, I normally personally paint things that are a little bit more uh, wild and natural, and so I always always look for something with a bit of space in it yeah. or a bit of narrative. So it's quite a challenge for me. And it's quite interesting for me doing something like yeah, this. Yeah. And it was great to work with these guys. They're a really good bunch of people. I, think we I mean, a lot of your work you've got in the studio shows London in one part or another, does it? Or are these all for the show? Um, some are for the show. Some won't fit. Obviously, <laughs> the figurative one isn't. There's a C one that I won't make at all. Um, but yeah, no, because obviously I'm working quite hard on getting stuff together and yeah. finishing things off for the show, so that's why you can see that here. But if you look at the other stuff like you saw outside in these tree ones, I do a lot of, you know, sort of slightly dreamlike yeah. landscapes. Yeah. 
and uh, also yeah so so but I you know I often find places in London that got a wild side to yeah. a little bit of space so that's always been my yeah well the, f- the few artworks I've seen of yours you do include pulling a lot of botany into your subjects anyway don't you yeah it's just what I like I think because I spend a lot of time outside I like being outside yeah because so. even if it was a London scene there would be a lot of plant matter there wouldn't there with plant water space I like the sense of space so do you look for the do you go looking for the plants to use in that space or do you add them um it's a mix if the scene works there's no use messing with it but a lot of the time you have a feeling of a place I think but it's not necessarily represented in what you actually see so you pull in elements and people sometimes more associate with your version of what you've done with it yeah, than yeah. what is really there. Well, so it's you... nice to pull in them to different areas. I've had in a, a metropolis there, but looking through the plants as well. You know, it's, it is pulling two different landscapes together, isn't it? Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, yeah I like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think this time for this show, I was doing, I'm doing a lot with the riverside things because it's the river runs through. Yeah. I thought, yeah. oh, I quite like water. <laughs> 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 Well, I ask every artist seven questions. Mm-hmm. The first of these questions is, how would you explain what you do to someone that doesn't know your work? Mm. I say I often do work that sort of landscapes with an abstract quality. I try and make it not too realistic. I le- like to leave people's imagination to fill in yeah. gaps. Yeah, you can see that. Um because if you explain too much, then I think there's less interest. Yeah. But this is what I like. Yeah, well, all the information isn't there. You do make the viewer sort of try and bring themselves into your artwork and take a look around. Yeah, I like just hinting at little mysteries. <laughs> and do you just work in oil? No, I don't. I actually, I, I mostly work in oil, but I work also in acrylic. I often work with acrylic and gold and silver leaf because I like to have yeah. another element to it. And I've done some, I do sometimes some wire sculptures and I play around with some other sculptural stuff. Nice. Um, for, I've also, I also did something where I worked with furniture. <laughs> it sounds a bit weird, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah. Um, I came up with this idea. I had this lovely old chair and it was like stained, it was horrible. And I just thought, I can do something with this. I mean, I've got a good cool. idea. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, I thought, oh, what have I done? I, when I started doing it, I realised how much work it was. Yeah. So I had to take all the old upholstery off, strip everything back, clean up the wood, because I wanted it looking natural, yeah. like real yeah. wood, and yeah. I wanted you to see the grain. And it was all stained and horrible, so I, I started pulling it all back, and then I talked to the really nice upholstery guy who did the work for He did the last bit of work on the upholstery for us. Um, and he's going... You shouldn't have done that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's when theory meets reality, isn't it? But, you know, I'm happy with the result. I think it works. I'm really happy with what came out. But I don't know if I'd want to quite do that much no, work again. No. But um, I ended up with this beautiful chair that I'd um, got upholstered. I'd cleaned up and I got the wood back to the state I wanted to. And then I was having to paint on it. I was going, oh, my God, what did I go wrong? <laughs> this should just cost me a fortune. Yeah. I've spent months on just getting to this point. And then, and then I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> and how are you now looking back at it? Was it worth the journey that it, it took you on? Yeah, I think, you 
you know, I'm happy with did this. Did you learn enough from it? I did. I learned a lot from it. I'm, and I'd That's like funny. to do something similar, but maybe take it in a different, take it in a different way and next time. And involve the upholsterer from the start. <laughs> yeah, yeah, talk to him first. Talk to him first. And, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, do a bit more background work before your mind, before your mind runs away with itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, know, I know. And you can't, you can't just stick anything on a chair or a bit of upholstery. You have yeah. to plan for the shape of what you've got mm. and the surfaces. And you have Did to you find that out before or after talking to the upholsterer? <laughs> <laughs> I worked some of it out, but a lot I got back from who's. Well, have you not painted on that bit? <laughs> and I was like, yeah. no, I'm not. That's, no, no. Well, I'm not now. Of knowledge, isn't it? I, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If we was all that knowledgeable, you wouldn't have to work so hard, would you? No, no, no. But you know, as an artist, I think it's what you do. You have to push your boundaries, yeah. try new things, and you know, and then you. Well, it's no you good learn. just not ever coming across mistakes, is it? You need to make a few to. Yeah. to move forward don't you some you know you, you prefer not all of them to be big mistakes exactly ones that you can sort of easily figure out <laughs> do you know when was it you first got into art oh my gosh um i think i first got into art when i was about ooh, i was probably really young probably seven or eight my mum was very artistic and was interested in art and she was always going off and doing courses oh, nice. and when she was a young girl she she was offered a place at um, was it Royal College of Art, and you know, I come from a small northern town, Scunthorpe. If you've ever heard yeah, of it, of <laughs> and you know, my mum was from a very normal family, and her art teacher just picked her out, and she won this competition, Shit. and so How she, cool was that? I know, she got hung in. Was it, Tate or some one of the galleries? It was like a kids' competition, and and that's how she got offered. Offered that, so there was always that influence. So um, you know, it was just around, really. But I went away from it. I started studying when I was um, started going to art college when I was sixteen, seventeen. Um, but I, my dad had died a few years earlier, and I went on a holiday to Spain. And instead of finish art college, I got offered some jobs. I had decided yeah. to go there. Why not? That's as good a time as any. So I did everything back to front and came yeah. back to it later and studied. Did you enjoy yourself over there? Do you know what? I think it was a good thing. A lot of growing up, learning another language. Getting away from, I, I don't know how long that was between your, your father passing and you deciding to work out, out there, but it might have been that little bit of distance you needed from, mm, from stuff going on. Yeah, probably just some headspace. Yeah, yeah, a bit of, um, what was it? A bit of time to yourself, yeah. Yeah. Possibly. <laughs> Yeah, do you know what I ended up doing out there? Drawing posters for for bars. <laughs> so what? <laughs> it was, yeah, it was just a bit of pin money, really. Like, yeah, it was only like really small money. Yeah, but it could have been doing the same thing in Scumfall, couldn't it? No disrespect to Scumfall. But... <laughs> yeah, okay, <laughs> <laughs> um, what artist did you like at the time when you when you sort of at, at that stage? Do you think? When I was that age, do you know? I, was, I loved surreal art. I really loved things like Dali. Um, you know, and I didn't know as much about art. Oh, and I always loved Turner. And it was always a thing in our family. We used to always talk about Turner skies. And I still have an obsession with skies. Nice. Um, and I only discovered, you know, I discovered, I think a lot of us discovered recently, that he, he 
was fascinated with the science of skies mm. and helped name and work out that there was not just one type of cloud. Oh, wow, um, I didn't know that. So did you not? No. I mean, it was really fascinating because, you know, everybody just thought it's clouds, clouds, yeah, clouds are clouds. Yeah, and then, but he White was... White ones, grey ones? Yeah, he was fascinated with science and he was in touch with a lot of scientists and he was talking to... I can't... I don't know the names of these people, but... He, him and this other scientist worked out that there was not just one type of cloud, there was like cumulus and they're all at different heights and, you know, one brought in the weather, one was created by, you know, warm weather yeah, and you'd yeah. only get it certain types of weather condition. And so that's probably why his, his skyscapes just blow you best, away. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't think anybody can dispute that. In my opinion, no, no, probably the number two in the, the, the second best might dispute it, yeah, whoever that might be. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, so, so, yeah, that's probably one of my big influences. Mm. When then, did you realise that you wanted to become an artist? Hmm. I wanted to become an artist when I was 16, but then I stopped believing it was something I could earn money at yeah. and do properly. Um, and when I was going to art college, I was debating becoming a graphic designer. And then when I came back to study art again, I actually studied, ended up studying more graphic design, and I, that's my other job. I mm. work as a graphic designer. But still. Yeah, yeah. Um, which I think is a good balance yeah, for being an yeah. artist, I tell you. It's very useful. Yeah, one gets you out of the way of the other. And... <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a good compliment for when we're promoting or doing things, I can do yeah. all the work. But um, probably about 10 years ago, actually more, but maybe 15 years ago, I was, I was going to art classes and just trying to improve my technique just personally for yeah, myself. Yeah. And then I just said to a few other the artists in the class, I said, oh, do you mind I put on a show? What do you think about putting on a little exhibition scene if we can do it? Um, put on a show and people wanted to buy my work, which nice. was really surprising. Yeah. And um, I thought... Get that reassurance from... Yeah. someone else yeah and I remember the piece I sold in that show the main piece I sold I sold a few pieces but it, it was my the most expensive piece sold because I wasn't sure I wanted to sell it <laughs> so oh. I put the highest price on that one yeah just to yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah if it does I've still had a result sort of thing yeah yeah and so you know just sort of moved on got a studio you know just played around for myself and just moved on bit by oh, bit good mm. good what piece that you've created that you hold most dear? Oh, good question. Actually, I think it's a really hard question because there's different elements of different pieces yeah. I'm really yeah. proud of. There is a piece, I think I showed it last year, it's probably going to be showing this year. There's one I did called Staggered that took me like nine months to paint. Nice. And it, it was, I think it ended up being a bit love hate. And there's, um, it's slightly surreal and it's got this tree that features in the middle um and you know it's all i had to build up the texture and i had to get this perfect sky and that was really really loved my sky though but it's slightly surreal it's yeah. got a dali-esque quality to it and i got this I'm, uh, there's this deer and it looks like it it looks like you it, it's a place you recognize but not quite yeah, yeah. and the deer what I want really worked hard on getting the deer to be like almost like a Mona Lisa deer, if you get what I mean. <laughs> so wherever you stand, yeah. it what the eyes yeah. follow yeah. you, and that, that took a little bit of time to get quite right. Yeah. I often have to point it out to people when they view it, and think, "Oh my God, it does! The eyes yeah. do follow yeah. you." 
Um, I suppose I'm probably quite proud of that because I got what I sort of what I wanted yeah. in the end. Where do you go to relax? Where do I go to relax? Ooh, I go for a run. <laughs> yeah. for a run. It gets my head. Nice. Gets my head clear. I go for a run or go for a cycle. I like to do something active, and that that's where my brain clears when I make decisions, work things out, yeah. probably more than anything. Well, if you're a graphic designer and an artist. Both of them involve a lot of concentration, don't they? Mm. So getting out and just putting one foot in front of the other gives your mind a bit of rest, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's just simple. Unless you injure yourself. Yeah, it's, no, it's, a, it's a little bit different. Yes. A little bit different, I'm sure. <laughs> How far did you run? Oh, well, I used to do marathons. Fuck, really? Yeah, yeah, I've done quite a few marathons. But um, I, I, th- I think now as I'm getting a bit older, my body's going, you can't do that anymore. So I do a lot more cycling. Oh, yeah. And now I tend to do, I'll go up to about half marathons, but I'm a bit injured at the moment for running, so I'm only doing, I'm only doing five or six miles, or I limp after that at the moment. Oh, well, so. good luck to you. <laughs> good luck to you. Mm. If there was you and five other artists, past and present, what would your ideal group show be? Past and present, oh. Um, that sounded like you just had an idea. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. Who would be my ideal group show? Oh, I would love, I'd love to do a show with, um, ooh, I'd love Chagall. That would, that would, I just love the dreamlike stuff yeah, and what he definitely. does. And I think he'd work well with some of my, some yeah, of my work. Yeah. Um, and then who else? Ooh. I'm trying to think of somebody present. I, I, do you know what, it'd be quite fun to have somebody here you find quite entertaining. Oh, I know who I'd quite like to. Um, who's the Potter? Oh, um, oh gosh, he dresses in drag. I Grayson Perry. Grayson Perry. I'd love to meet him. I would love to meet Grayson Perry. Um, yeah, because he'd just entertain everybody, I get the feeling. He's good stuff. Yeah. Man. I wonder if he's just a persona when he's entertaining and what's he like at home I wonder what the difference is that'd be fascinating I don't think Jesse he opened my third year show did he yeah. oh so did you get to chat to him at all I was drunk <laughs> and I didn't he did talk to him as well I didn't I didn't see him until he gave the speech mm. and I don't remember the speech I remember seeing him yeah and he was dressed as Claire yeah but I don't remember too much about it you're probably so hyped up for your... Uh, yeah, hyped up. Yeah. But yeah, he's amazing. Yeah. Oh, Barbara Hepworth. Beautiful. Oh, I went to her house in Cornwall and it just was like, wow. Yeah. Blew me away. You know, sometimes there's certain people's work you don't know you like to see it in yeah, reality. And, and that was when I was going, oh, I want to do sculpture now. And that's what sort of started nice. me doing some stuff like that. Because I like the idea of something tactile. Yeah. And I'm interested when people touch stuff. But I always want to be a sculpture where I say, you can touch. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like yeah. the no-touch thing. I'm awful for when we go to galleries and it's got the wire around. Mm. And I, I normally go to galleries with my friend Lee. And if he notices that I like an artwork, he will walk away from me because I will step over. <clears throat> and I will touch. It's there. <laughs> if, the, if the artwork was designed to be touched and to interact, yeah. I'll interact with it. Yeah. Because that's what the artist wanted. Whether the gallery wants it or not is a different kettle of fish. 
Yeah, and they do watch you like a hawk sometimes in England. Me and my friend one time, we were in the Tate. We wanted to take a picture, Tate Modern, out of the window. And the they wouldn't let you take the picture out of the window. We were not taking a picture of the artwork. It's just, oh, this is a great view. So it was a beautiful light. And uh, he said, that's a bit odd. I can understand if you wanted to do it inside. But yeah, I, I'd still take it anyway. I mean, we yeah. was at, um, who was it? Rachel Whiteread's exhibition mm-hmm. about a year ago. Um, when she done a, she done like a concrete library, and it was a, a the the negative space of the books, and uh, there was a sign there. It didn't say please do not cross. It said something like, um, "We ask you not to." Yeah. Something like that, and I just went through it anyway. And like my mate Lee took a photo of me down this, and and the Invigilax Cove, and they're like waving me out, and I was like, I'm just looking at the artwork. You know, I wasn't being disruptive. I've been a little bit pedantic. Yeah. But um, when I come out, he says, look, it says here, um, we ask you not to go through. I said, yeah, no, you asked me not. It doesn't say don't. It <laughs> just says we we prefer you wouldn't or something like that. And I just chose to disobey. Yeah. yeah I weren't disruptive. I didn't do any graffiti or anything. But I suppose because there has been yeah. a few cases. There was that guy who wrote on... Um, the word, uh, Loads. Uh, yeah. Myra Hindley's, Marcus Harvey's. Yeah. They, got, they threw ink over it, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. So I suppose they were just a bit hot on it, but it it seems a shame. It seems sad. Yeah. Mm. Mind you, you know, me breaking rules and being in prison. It's sort of all part of the same. <laughs> you know, you never learn your lesson, do you? It's sort of like an aesthetic recidivist. It's almost if somebody tells you not to, you will. Well, funnily enough, yesterday online, I, I found a little video of me. You know, when you, when on the wall it says "Please do not touch." Mm. There's a little video of me filming that "Please do not touch," it, and then I'm just going like that and just touching it. <laughs> just yesterday, I popped that up. <laughs> Again, being very petty and. Pushing, even pushing the boundaries without quite breaking the rules, you know. <laughs> anyway, sorry, I've butted in, so you got three. I know, no, that's good. <laughs> um, so I've got three. Oh, I need another one, do I? Yeah, yeah. no, oh, you don't have to. Mm. You know, who else would I like to get? Oh, um, who would be fascinating? Mm. And who would I like to be working with? I suppose I'd have to say. Turner, because he was the, the master of the skies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, was, he probably he sounded like quite an interesting character, a funny little man. He would be good there. <laughs> I mean, mine would be Francis Bacon. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was a bit obvious for you, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I would. Uh, I think he would. Be, he would be good. Oh. Who am I thinking? Who else was this thinking? Do you know what? When you when we stop talking, I'll think of loads of people. Yeah. <laughs> and it is, as I say to everyone, it is that who would you like round for a, a, di- a dinner evening? You know, you know who would you I, like around the table? But I, I'll take them off the table and put them onto the wall. I would I would be fascinated to meet um, Tracy because uh, I just think I think she's such a character. I'm not I'm not convinced with all her work, but she puts her soul on the line. She got me back into art. Yeah. And she's passionate about it. Immensely. And, you know, I was watching a documentary recently with her, and I go, oh, my God, you would be fascinating. You really would. And, and there's some stuff I really like of hers. Some other stuff I'm kind of repelled, but you know, there's always a reaction. Yeah, that's, 
that's what she's after. Yeah. She's after a reaction. Mm. It's, it's your decision to make it a, a positive or a negative reaction, but she's always after a reaction and she will get it. She's yeah. amazing. So she used to write to me when I was in prison, so she knows my story. Yeah. Um, and then I stopped making art for a few years. When I had to give up my master's, because we had a baby come along. Oh, yeah. I, f I just ignored art for several years because mm. I couldn't make it, so I threw a little tantrum. And it's like that, you know, um, if you've been dumped by a, by someone and, and you have that little knot in your stomach because you're always still quite lucky yeah. you've never got over it. But every time you see him in the street, it hurts. Yeah. I was like that with Aww. art because I couldn't make it. I didn't read about it, look at it, do anything to do with art. So I just ignored it. And my friend Lee took me to um, the Foundling Museum and they, there was a talk there. But he'd done it on the... Uh, pretense that I was meeting the, the new people he'd started working in this school with uh -huh. so it turns out we was meeting at the Foundling Museum where Tracy was doing a talk and she saw me um, just beforehand like just before she gave the talk yeah. and she saw me across the room she'd come over she was Gary where have you been I haven't seen you for years because I, I used to go to so many openings oh. and uh, I was trying to be all noble and saying, you know, I, I gave up art because I couldn't produce. And, and I, was, I, was, I was expecting her to go, oh, that's really good. And she went, you've given up art. Art changed your life. Art got you to where you are. You know, you stopped crying to be an artist. And now that's how you repay. And she gave me a proper bollocking in front of oh, people. Brilliant. Yeah, and she <laughs> went, so you are going to make art, aren't you? And I was like, yeah, well, I was thinking that. She went, no, you're going to make art, aren't you? And I went, yeah. <laughs> and then even when she was giving her talk, she pulled me into her talk as well. Uh, Got me back into art. So no matter what anyone says about Tracy, good or bad, I wouldn't be back here again if it wasn't for her. Yeah, I think because she had such a a weird life. Mm, bonkers, you know, as well. A bonkers life. A bonkers, without, yeah. without question. So I think, you know, and she's, she explores it openly right mm. in front of everybody. Yeah. So you have to admire that, don't you? You can't yeah. not. Yeah. Or be repulsed by it. Yeah. It's your decision. Yeah, I mean, there's some stuff I just go, oh my God, that's so painful. How do you do it? <laughs> but the basis of it is, how can you knock anyone for being honest? I know, I know. See, I always try and do stuff... It's our hang-ups that make us yeah. find it repulsive or, or repellent. It's, it's not her, she's just being honest. Yeah. You know, she, she, she might be honest about what men have done to her. That mm. We shouldn't be judging her, and that we should be judging the bloody men who've done it. Exactly, exactly. Good luck to her. I can make it me up. <laughs> That's good. That's good. It's passion. Yeah. Um, if you wasn't an artist, what would you like to be? If I wasn't an artist, oh my god, I don't think I couldn't not be an artist. I love it when people I say that because it, it's something you know. I think I had a period where I turned away from it for a while, and it was, it was, it was, it was. I just felt lost. Really, I can't even speak. You know. It's yeah. a, I felt lost. It sort of feeds me, keeps me going, really. I'd have to do something else creative. There's always some way of expressing yeah. myself that's maybe not words. Oh, I think nice. that's it. Do you know, I had family that were farmers. Always happy people. Never knew how much money they'd have from year to year. <laughs> but you know what? They're in touch yeah, with life. Fair. They all ride round in Range Rovers, don't they? You never see a skimp one. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of my uncles, he, he used to always have... Um, there's a string around his trousers, oh, holding him up. Brilliant. And then, Tell me he had a bit of wheat coming out of his mouth as well. <laughs> he looked like a classic farmer flat cat. It was Yorkshire then. Oh, <laughs> so well, he was loud. And, uh, but he spent a fortune on his tractor. I remember he's proudly showing us his new tractor. It's shiny, it was polished. 
and he had a privy in the back garden. He didn't even have an inside toilet at the time, you know. And you just practical, like go, though, isn't it? One of them earns his living, the other one is a car seat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, would you, do you think you'd like to be a? Would that appeal to you, the farmer? More, I'd be more of um, a grower, a horticulturist. Yeah. I, I went to Kew Gardens for a short while, years ago, and we used to call all the scientists there the boffins. And again, I'd love to be a boffin <laughs> or a um, or a horticulturist. Is that where the, Botany interest comes from in your work? Gosh, I never really think of myself as a botany interest, but maybe these. I think mum was always a gardener too. Um, Just posh way of saying plant life, isn't it? Yeah, I just like observing nature and things around me, yeah. And when when you grew up, and I'll be backtracking a little bit now, but when you grew up, did you like and appreciate the nature that was around you in In Scunthorpe? There wasn't really no for the nature. (laughs) I think when we were young, we used to go caravanning. A lot of people pull that down as a thing to do. I go camping. Oh, I did do that. We loved it because my mum, every school holiday, uh, mum didn't drive, but dad drove. He'd take the caravan somewhere and we'd be there for the whole of the sum- summer, yeah. Easter holidays. We'd be somewhere in the middle of nature yeah. and we'd go somewhere in Yorkshire, the Lake District, uh, on the coast. So... And we just spent time running around outdoors, my brothers yeah. and I, using our imaginations, doing things. I mean, it was a time a few years back yeah, when different. when yeah. kids run around a little bit more yeah. and a little bit more yeah. freedom. And, and I not every man was a wrong and coming towards him, you know, he said hello to her. I know. I was, I've got a, I mean, I could have got myself in so much, but I was a really shy but friendly kid. I would, uh, if somebody looked sad, I'd go up to the girl. Oh. Are you okay? You, you I'd try and cheer them up. <laughs> And I think mum used to get worried about me. Yeah, you don't know. You're innocent, <laughs> aren't you? No, I never came a cropper, luckily, but... <laughs> so yeah, but you, it is as if you're putting yourself in that little... Uh, yeah, but you shouldn't have to think like that, no, should you? it's a shame. It is yeah. a shame. Yeah. But that's a different conversation, isn't it? It is. Yeah, anyway. Um, so, what have you got coming up at the moment? Other than uh, a river runs through it, what have you got coming up? Uh, ooh, I think I need a rest after this, but... Um, got an open studios here at delta house so that's the next thing in october yeah. um so i think we've got 50 or 60 artists showing nice. here so that should be quite a good thing yeah. very diverse um and then after that there'll probably be i probably won't be showing till next year because i think i need to breathe yeah and yeah, do, get yeah. actually get some work that's done good. and actually sort out my studio which as you can see is quite messy <laughs> it's, it really is it might be messy for you but yeah, you've seen worse <laughs> oh, i've seen a lot worse i mean I've, I've seen both ends of it yeah and, and this was sort of like within the same week went into one and there was just drawings and sketches the floor the wall literally on the ceiling yeah and she was a small woman who couldn't reach the ceiling but she would she get the a chair and, yeah, it, was amazing, it was a beautiful and on the the other side of it when it studio a little while ago, it was her her first. She'd always worked from home. It was her first studio. Everything was white. Everything was neat. It was what, like walking into a, a laboratory, and it was just as beautiful. Do you know what? When I first moved in here, it was everything was tidy it, it, it and white. It reflects the artwork. <laughs> I've got to say that Does her it? artwork is very precise and clean. Yeah. And the other artwork um, of, of the other person I was talking about, her her artwork is very sort of loose and fluid and moving about. So. It yeah. represents, maybe your environment represents what goes on your canvas. 
Done. Yeah, we talked about Francis Bacon earlier on. You see his studio. Oh, I bet. Man, it's like a tip. Oh my God, yeah. It probably you probably stuck to the floor. <laughs> <when you're watching. laughs> um, where can people find you? Website and social media. All right, the website is just uh, my name, susanbun.co.uk. Yeah, double N. I should say that. That's very important. Uh, I've found that mistake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, uh, and then my uh, Instagram is probably the best place to find yeah. me social media wise, but I'm on Twitter and that. But um, Instagram is Susan Silver Bun because um, I paint a lot of silver birches, or I have done. So yeah, that's, that's through me as well, that one. That, I think I should have changed the name, but I think I've been out there too long now. I can't. Yeah, I'm, well, mine's Mizog. Is so, it? Yeah, so that's, that's a. <laughs> I wish I didn't have that. Oh, no. I think you only work it out afterwards. You think, oh, I wish somebody had told me not to do that. <laughs> well, it's, it's when you're asked to give a name and you've got a billion names to choose from. Mm. And my granddad used to call me a Mizog, which is a miserable old git. Oh. And he used to call me a Mizog when I was at. And it used to be, a, I say a London, but it turned out other people know it as well. Yeah. It's an old fashioned word, a Mizog. So I just went with Mizog. I haven't even spelt it right. I put a Z in it, it should be an S. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, double whammy. But um, yeah, so sorry. It was social media was um, Susan Silver Bun. Right. Yeah. Susan. Ah, and just give us um, the dates and title of the of the show coming up that you're already right, involved. The in. show we're doing is called A River Runs Through It, and it runs from the fourth of September through to the eighth of September. Um, and we open every day from 11 till 8 o'clock. In the Oxo Tower. In the Oxo Tower Gallery, yeah. Um, or Gallery Oxo, as they like it's to call ga- it. Yeah, Gallery yeah. Oxo, at the bottom of the tower. Yeah, and I think Thames Fest- um, Totally Thames Festival is running at the same time. We're part of that. Um, and and the um, I was aware that you're doing tote bags. We're doing tote bags because... Um, I have a friend who used to work on the London Air Ambulance. Beautiful. Um, and she did talk, and it really moved me. So I went away going like, oh my God, I just do fluffy stuff. <laughs> she saves lives. She, she really saves important. lives and did help set up something that has made such a difference yeah. to so many people. And so she gave this talk. We all walked away going, oh my God. So when Michael and I and, and Johnny and Sam were first talking about doing the show again this year I said oh we should do a charity which oh, I've got a really good suggestion can we do this and I can maybe get my friend along and she might do a talk yeah. and it's their 30th anniversary and do you know no money is given to London Air Ambulance it's, give, disgusting, it's it? all funded by volunteers by fundraising like this kind of stuff I think they're just amazing people. Yeah. You, we went up there and did the photo shoot. You, so got, you went on the platform, didn't you? Oh, How no, envious was I, I when I saw that? They were all like big kids. You should come. <laughs> you should come it was, it sounds great. I'd love to. I think we're going to try and get up there again because um, it was just amazing. Um, and um, you know, we're all kind of kind of inspired. We haven't got enough time to do art, as much artwork about that as we would like. Because yeah. we all say, oh, we want to do a piece, we want to do a piece. And you realise again, oh, it takes time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there is that bit to it. I'm halfway through upholstering a chair. <laughs> yes, it takes months. Okay. I need to do stuff that takes less time. That's what I've decided. Yeah. I've got to stop. Photography, yeah. possibly. Don't take nine months on a painting. It's the wrong thing to do. <laughs> Susan, that's all my questions done. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you. There we go. Susan Bunn. I know I say this about a lot of artists, 
but me and Susan hadn't met before this conversation. And to make it even more of a challenge for Susan and I, we didn't even know this conversation was going to take place until about quarter of an hour before it did. So I wish Susan and all the other artists of A River Runs Through It all the best of luck for their show running at Gallery Oxo between the 4th and the 8th of September. Because I've tried to sort of cram these last three podcasts in a space that would normally be taken up by one, the next podcast, episode 47, is going to be out within the next couple of days. It's a figurative painter who's got quite a unique method in which he produces his work, which I wasn't aware of until we met up on the day of the recording. But let's leave that for next week. As I say every week, at whatever platform you're listening to this podcast on, there should be somewhere where you could like, subscribe or leave a comment. If you're able to do all three of those, great. But if you're only able to do one, it would really be beneficial all round if you was able to leave a comment. That way, not only does it help us be a little bit more visible as a podcast, but it also helps those who are looking for an art podcast. So thanks for listening, and until next week, ta Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.